They managed to rescue the princess and to destroy the Death Star. But this time, the rebels won't be so lucky. The power of the Death Star was insignificant compared to the power of the Force. And with Obi-Wan Kenobi gone, I am the master. See it as the Empire Strikes Back. The Empire Strikes Back comes to a theater near you on May the 21st, 1980. Call next month for new message. And here we go. Gentlemen, we are tonight's entertainment. I told you already, I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. This <laughs> does put a smile on my face. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Impressive. Most impressive. You are on the Sith list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 139 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Raj Dolichai, and my co-pilots for this evening's adventure into podcasting's... I was going to say podcasting greatness, but then I stopped myself and I said, probably not. (laughs) (laughs) The young, the restless, the bearded one, Carlos Buarguel. The man who's getting healthier by the second. The man who's got his inhaler, fucking holding it like a champ, Mr. Lesses. Probably not going to be in good shape. By celebration. Yeah, you are. The man we call El Hombre. The man that could build a lightsaber probably better than Ray. We're going to find out very soon. Mr. Eric is working on a lightsaber right now. While, while we do And he gets podcast. his own room. <laughs> I love it. Actually, you should. As the elder statesman, I would invoke my age if I were you. In the, in the one instance, yeah, like everybody else does. When I I legit walk <laughs> up in and be like, as the oldest person in here, I make the rules. I'm the sage master. This is what's going down for the pe- just for the retire people that- to your room and leave everything in chaos. <laughs> Whatever, grandpa. That's it. Yeah. Well, okay. for the people that know grandpa what we're talking Sina. about, we just had a little discussion about <clears throat> celebration in the rooms and the and the couples getting their own rooms in a big old ha- like house that is being used with. There needs about to be 15, some cameras on. There legit uh, well, needs to be some cameras. They should do Big Brother. That's what I'm saying. Big it's Brother real world, celebration. Real world celebration. Real world. Right. You want that shit? A whole week of just a bunch of nerds going at it. Yeah. For Star Wars celebration house. <laughs> Lightsabers will be out real quick. We'll just beat the shit out I of each other. I think you're fucking stupid and they're annoying, goddamn. <laughs> I've been waiting a long time to say that shit to your face. <laughs> 
How are you guys doing? Uh, Eric, how you doing, buddy? I know you're working hard on that. Dude, uh, I'm great, man. Things are really good. And I just want to point out that not only am I old, I'm also probably one of the best at fighting that's staying at that place. Just <laughs> don't throw that out. I'll fight you for my room, I'll dude. Fight you I will room. fight whoever. Oh, I love it, Eric. Fight that's no, man. I'm good, man. I'm- now, we're very pumped up right now about Celebration. It's coming up very soon. This time next week, exactly this day next week, we'll, I, Les and I will be in the air. Eric and Boo will be landed in Chicago, yep. and it's going to be fantastic. We're going to record another episode before we fly out, just a real quick kind of like prediction show that's going to be released literally while the uh, party's going on on Saturday night and Sunday morning. So th- that's how we're going to do it. The celebration the start that Wednesday or that Monday? That Thursday. 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 And you Thursday guys are getting Monday. So we're getting there Tuesday. They're getting there Tuesday. They want the full. So Chicago there could experience. be some dead people by the time you and yeah, I get guys, there. Guys, right, try not Raj? to kill each other. As uh, at least that's Sith, Sith, what I'm thinking. Sith Sith Eric wise, just laid it out. He's got his lightsaber yeah. going already. Yeah, Sithless uh, wise, let's not try to kill each other just because we haven't been in the same room together. Well, Father so, Father Time let's might just take uh, Struthers. So no, I'm, he won't, man. Father Time is going to back Struthers, dude. <laughs> I'm I'm rooting for you, Eric. I'm, I'm cheering for you. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, I'm on your side because we're not in that house, so we don't care. So you ended the last man standing. That's good. You might you, you might find some people burgers grilling in the uh, that's in the oh little, lord uh, little thing mm. just saying yeah that's nah, all love I know it's all love. boo how you doing I'm good I'm good I'm doing you good excited absolutely absolutely I'm pumped yeah it's gonna be unbelievable it's gonna be a lot of fun can't wait L- to close the door to my bedroom you know you know at, at celebration that shit ain't going down yeah. Eric don't let that shit go down oh I won't man you don't need to worry <laughs> Eric's gonna take a a bandsaw and cut the doors in half <laughs> to all the rooms. He'd <laughs> be like, now, let's couple up now. Let's couple up now. <laughs> well, how you doing, Les? You getting healthier? You getting, re- you getting ready no. for celebration? You're not, huh? No. <laughs> let's, try to, <laughs> let, oh, there it goes. let's try to talk to me today. We had, oh. a, we had a long debate about the Joker, and we're going to talk about that later. Uh. And, but he was struggling. He couldn't even talk to me. He's like dying coughing while he was t- talking to me about the Whatever. Joker. Whatever. I'll be okay. Yeah, you'll be fine. This is making me shut the hell up, dude. And a lot of people are happy about that. So it's good. No, no, no. no. Oh, dude, you're great, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, this is awesome. Well, I'm glad everybody's doing better, at least. And I'm glad everybody's excited, which is great. You guys ready to get into this? Absolutely. Yes, sir. All right. By the way, we are proud members of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. Podcasts like Not This Podcasting, Blue Harvest Steel Wars, Rogue One, Podcast 2187, First Order Transmissions, The Cargo Hold, and Finger with Randy and Jason. Go on makingstarwars.net. You can listen to any one you'd like or all of them. Box office. Let's talk a little box office. Disney's Dumbo was unable to reach studio and industry's expectations, whatever the hell they, they were expecting, but it still managed to end up at number one. I making- saw it. Oh, you did? Okay, great. Hold on. Uh, I want to get your take. Making for the third different number one film at the domestic weekend box office in as many weeks. Meanwhile, holdovers such as Us and Captain Marvel continue their strong performances. Captain Marvel hit $1 billion worldwide. It just crossed over. So congratulations to Brie Larson and the Marvel family. So Dumbo at $45 million, Us at $33 million, and Captain Marvel at $20 million. Now, let's get Boo's quick take on Dumbo. First off, the 52% are gone on Rotten Tomatoes. Totally unjustified. 52% is that yeah. where it's at? Yeah. Uh, totally Ugh. unjustified. It's not great, but it's much better than 52%. I'd at least give it a C minus, 70, 72, 74. Ooh, C minus, still not that good. I know, I know, but it's much better than you know failing. Yeah, that's you true. Know? So um, I don't know what people are expecting because you're taking an animated movie about a elephant that flies. <laughs> 
what do you expect them to make that into? Uh, the story that they built and the characters and all the actors, fantastic job. Oh, really? Fantastic job. Everybody's great. Um, the the story is has hints of certain things, but it's still just about Dumbo and himself and things like that. They add a little bit to He's it. He's cute as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's a... It's, uh, Visually, like Tim Burton, he's not my favorite director, but the man can make a visually oh, he's grabbing movie. Visually a genius. Exactly, yeah. You know, there's there's green screen throughout the entire movie. You can you can tell, but it doesn't bother you like other films. He has a way of creating this world where it just feels right. That mm. kind of thing. So um yeah, so it, it's not great by any means, absolutely not. But it's a movie about a, a flying baby elephant. Think kids would like it? It's a little bit dark yeah i heard it still carries over the sad kind of yeah it's 1940s exactly. or 50s i've Disney never seen dumbo do you believe tone. that oh it's it's, oh it's, a, it's gosh, a really cute man. movie you gotta yeah you i gotta watch it, it. yeah it's well, one now, of the only disney movies i haven't seen now, now that you're having a baby boy you're gonna yeah, see sure a lot I'll of those it, yeah. yeah yeah so it, it's it's still a little bit dark and a little bit sad but it is it is still a very nice uplifting story everybody in it is is very michael good. king great yeah always yeah colin farrell He's actually very good. Uh, I like he's, him. He, he, uh, I forgot how good of an actor he is. He's quietly put together some... Uh, he's picked some solid roles yes. lately. He hasn't been too no, yeah, he's off good. the wall. Yeah. He's just become an actor. He's legitimate. Yeah, and, and he's not Gerard Butler. No. no. Uh, what happened, Gerard He's not Jerry Butler, B. Guys. He, 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 he went from looking great and being like the center of Hollywood to looking like just showing up. He's like I'm a just putz. showing up and Fuck. doing his thing. God oh, damn, yeah. He was 300. Yeah, Unitas. Yeah, yeah. Unitas. Yeah, and now he looks like beating shit. Geostar! That movie wasn't bad. That's what you get when you beat up some Persians, dude. That's the bad luck you oh, get. Oh, that's funny. That's uh, funny. So, yeah. So, I, would, uh, I wouldn't I would say go see it, but definitely you should see it. When it's on Disney Plus and all that fun shit, okay. yeah, actually right. watch it. It's, it's not worth going to, but it's good, worth watching. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, if it's like a date movie, you ain't got nothing much else to see, go for it. But I wouldn't say, oh, yeah, go out and see it right now. No. But you had to go because Britney's a Disney. Yes. And it was either that or us. Yeah. And I was like, well, we're going to see Dumbo. Oh, you should have seen us, bro. Yeah, that. All right, cool. I wasn't expecting Dumbo over here. That's great. Yeah. I'm glad you did, you went and watched it. Neither was I. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real here. That's what happens when you have a girlfriend, yeah, buddy. Neither was I. I think it's time for a little Star Wars news. Well, here's the big news in Star Wars. It's almost time for celebration. By the time you hear this, the panel lotteries will have been... Mm selected and as we're recording this right now it is wednesday night and the lotteries get chosen i believe friday and no, they, I I, think eric i'm that's sorry the announcement yes uh, they extended it just hours they, ago they did they did yeah and everybody's really upset they extended it to april 8th what? <laughs> yeah, 12 p.m. I know people are like our friend, serious? our friend Emily Lynn just sounded off in a DM group going, how the fuck am I supposed to make fucking plans if they keep fucking extending these things? I don't know what panel I'm on. And I'm like, I totally agree. I totally agree with so, you, Emily. So, I feel you. So extended the entry date? Extended the date. Yeah, the date where you can go in and make your reservation for the lottery itself. So how, how do, okay, okay, whatever. Never mind. I'm not, I'm not even going to say anything. Never mind. I'm, I'm just... My, my my entry is already in. I'm just gonna be hopeful. Try to put positive vibes. I just want to get in there. Never mind. Moving on. Well, yes. Well, I'll be damned. Well, good job, me. Hey, anybody else want to cover what? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's okay. <laughs> no, this on, honestly, I don't know. 
Hey, honestly, this, it just happened hot off the press. It is literally hot off Jeez. the press. I'm low one hour ago. Here we go. Wow, that let is me, hot. let me Shit. make the announcement. This is from at Star Wars Celebration, their official Twitter handle. We are extending the entry period for all lotteries, which will now close at 11.59 p.m. Central Time on Monday, April 8th. Don't forget, you can enter more than one lottery, and we highly encourage you enter available lotteries. Winners will be notified Tuesday, April 9th. So that gives you pretty much two days to decide if you want to go to a Cubs game, if you want to go and check out Chicago. You got to figure out what days. That's a fine how do you do, man. Well, I mean... Ultimately, I guess it's whatever, but realistically, my expectation was is that I would have time to get over whatever the decision was before I got there. You know what I mean? If I didn't get it, then I would be able to get over it before it was time to leave. But now it'll be the day, either the day I leave or the day before I still am kind of up in the air about that. But Anyway, whatever, man. It's it is what it is. I I wonder what led that. I mean, does that mean that not enough that they had fewer submissions than they thought? That's what people are thinking, and that's what their their theory is that they're not getting enough lottery submissions, and that's why they were extending it. I don't know. People were pissed. People were like, "Well, if it's a fucking lottery, I have zero chance as it is." Yeah, I don't know. Maybe and and it is. Figuring out who's in your group for what lottery and what day. and it's a pain in the ass. It is a pain a in the ass. royal pain in the ass. Like for, been, for, for instance, for our group, we have multiple lotteries with multiple different people yeah, in our group. And multiple, yeah, there's different groups with different groups of people, yeah. shit like that. Right. It's a, oh, it's a yeah. giant clusterfuck. It's below average. It's unfortunate. Now, for me, I was lucky enough to be able to just have the same group of people as a group for every lottery. Yeah, that's great. So, so we all entered, you know. The, so here's the thing, then. If you're hearing this, you do still have some time. The whole idea of grouping to begin with is so that if you're, you know, especially for, for women, I think it would be horrific to end up, hey, cool, I get to go see episode nine. Oh, I'm in this group with nobody I know. Oh, sweet. I'm surrounded by creepy dudes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, exactly. if you... if then that's exactly the same thing that will happen if your group only does the benefit of seating together those in the group who happen to be selected. Right. So, but anyway, according to the lottery submission website, if you're in a group where one person gets chosen, you're all chosen. Wow. That, see, that would be fantastic if that's the case. Right. That's the way it should right. be. Huh. And, and it should. And here's the deal. The way the algorithm will work is it's going to pick X number of entries, which will be however many the total number of entries is divided by six. Then it's going to populate those to see how many people actually won. Because some groups may only have four people in them. And then it'll repeat until it's out of entries. That's how it'll work. I just had PTSD from high school and mathematics class. Dude, I'm great at math. But anyhow, so yeah, there's, there's the deal. That's what we get. The bad thing is, is that we're coming off the tail of April Fool's Day. And as in typical fashion, which I'm just going to go on record as saying is the stupidest observed tradition, I think, that we have. Oh, for sure. It's not like we don't already have enough of a problem trying to disseminate what's true and what's not that we see online. But to have something where we wholeheartedly grasp onto it, you know, there were these a lot of things that that 
were announced that people may have gotten sucked into. Some of them seem like they could be realistic. Yeah, like me, like me. <laughs> I wasn't going to mention it. No, that's fine. But yes, like you. So yeah, at past that, man, it is really, really hard to say. I, I think we're probably too close to celebration to. Yeah. Unbelievable, right? Like nothing has to, leaked out yeah. since that. It's crazy. Um, something I did see, and this is on a thread for, you know, I'm part of the 501st and we have a, um, this forum that's for 501st members. There was a section of, of, uh, episode nine, like crew merch and stuff or crew gear. Somebody had a, an actual up close picture of one of those red stormtrooper helmets, which was dope. But oh. everything that they showed, only thing it said on it was episode nine. Yeah, that's crazy to me. No name, just episode nine. You know, kudos to J.J. Abrams because unbelievable that not nothing word, one word nothing. hasn't leaked about nothing it. Nothing at all. What, what, what I'm the hoping title. for or waiting for is, you know, like a behind the scenes and, you know, seeing the uh, open grave in the back of people that they've, you know, had to kill to keep <laughs> right. this shit quiet. Right. There's <laughs> no way unless they've done it, you know, by a by, by gunpoint kind of shit. Because anything gets a exposed Lucasfilm hit squad. Yeah, exactly. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Where people are like notes in, from a hitman. Yes, exactly. People are being darted and, you know, just disappeared. <laughs> you don't you know, see this guy shit. at the premiere. You know, he tried to talk and we exactly. had to take care of him. Exactly. They're just oh. printing out tickets to people who don't exist anymore. Yeah, that kind of shit. Yeah, no, because well, shit like this doesn't happen these, no, these not like Carlos, Carlos Arguello is taking a vacation right now he will be and, in and, yeah, exactly, yeah exactly I come back all and if Jason and, and if Jason doesn't have info that's what I'm saying that means it's under wraps man. Yeah. <laughs> it is weird that nobody has leaked that out the only reasonable explanation is that literally nobody knows yeah yeah I, that's what but, I think because otherwise yeah it would have been out it because that's just and people don't do it to be spiteful. They do it because they know we want to know. Yeah. That means they must and be getting paid for the NBA. Wait a minute. Like maybe a this a lot of money. Maybe this is it. Maybe this is really cool if this happens. Maybe the cast and crew will find out when we find out. How That's cool would exactly that be? That's exactly what I was going to speculate. That would be really cool. It's something like we experienced together. And JJ is holding it. And JJ and somebody else, the graphic designer, the guy that's doing the graphics, obviously. No, no, JJ is JJ's doing JJ's it. JJ just has this piece of paper. Yeah, he just holds up a banner. This is what it is. <laughs> well, Nobody knows. Yeah. That's funny. In about five to six days, we'll yeah. fucking and, be going nuts. Yeah. And next episode, we're going to do a prediction of what the title is. And, and we're going to, whatever, how ridiculous it is, and see how off oh, yeah. we are. Yeah. We'll do that next episode. We have an email from Colton. Howdy, guys. Hope y'all are doing well. It's now been a month or so since I've been on Twitter. And I'd just like to let you know that my time on the app has been perfectly, excitingly boring. I'm generally a low drama person, so the fact that the feed has mostly been artwork and articles is nice, banal experience. Thanks again for recommending that I get on Twitter City. Well, yeah, of course. Thank you for listening to us, and I'm glad that you're not into the drama um, because it's out there, buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're lucky. <laughs> However, with the celebration a week or so away, I fully expect Tweet City to blow up with trailers, hot takes, videos of drunken Chicago shenanigans, and the like. That's true. Because I won't be at Celebration. I'm looking forward to all the online madness. Hopefully the lottery system and whatnot goes smoothly, and Les should have to camp out in the building and at least one a night and get to get the full experience. That's goddamn right. That's right, Colton. I like the, I like Colton. Colton, like, is one of us. Like yeah, he feel, man, he, he sure he, is. He feels us. If there's one panel... No, he doesn't, dude. <laughs> What's he talking about? If there's one <laughs> panel that I'm regretting missing is the D.W. Collins panel on music of Phantom Menace, and I'm sure Mr. Strothers is going to be there. I have yes, a sir. Yeah. I've got a question for Eric. 
Have you been listening to Colin's Soundtrack Podcast Empire Strikes Back episodes? I've actually been saving them Ooh, for nice. the drive on oh, that's purpose. Cool. Uh, he goes on to say, I'm happy to see my favorite score get so much love. One of the reasons Empire stands out so much is the non-traditional orchestration in the neoclassic score. We got a bit more flavor of the spirit of non-traditional music and solo trailer, which we did, which was awesome, which for the record were musically my favorite Star Wars trailer to date. Hmm. Would you like to see a bit of modern instrumentation in the forthcoming Star Wars? The fact that Black Panther's composer is working on The Mandalorian gives me hope for a bit more experimentation with the music. Anyways, enjoy celebration and keep on the good podcasting. Cheers, Colton. Thank you, Colton. That was a really, really great question. We have the perfect guy to answer these questions. Go ahead, boo. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Go, go, uh... go, ahead. <laughs> go ahead, Eric. Go ahead, my man. Go ahead. That's something I really struggle with because I love that all of the scores for the trilogy, you know, the Skywalker saga movies have been orchestral in nature and very specifically not like neoclassicals about the closest you got to modern. Yeah. As opposed to you take an orchestral score like Infinity War, for example, there's it's not classical music. It's just an orchestral score. You know what I mean? Still great. I mean, I'm not disparaging that. But as far as John Williams set the tone for what Star Wars is about in the very first movie. And I there's a reason that they've had people who not that can emulate them, but have followed that those stylings. Uh, Giacchino was a great composer, and I thought the score for Rogue One is really good. But it's got a lot of nods toward John Williams. Now, you take the score for Solo, and it is very different. And that style of composition, it's it's a lot more busy and layered, and but it's still super cool. I mm-hmm. don't know that I would want to hear a modern take on music i don't want to have a i don't want to hear popular music ever in a star wars movie i don't want to hear like i don't want it to be i don't want it to be the soundtrack to the karate kid the original one (laughs) you know with cruel Cruel summer cruel summer (laughs) that's just not i'm not i'm not having it yeah it's if you start doing like a straight up you take the fantasy aspect of it out you know, Star Wars, you'd argue it's not a hard science fiction movie. It's not Star Trek. It is a fantasy movie mm-hmm. set in a setting where there's, uh, you know, science fiction elements, if you will. If that's still in there, you, you sort of have to stay true to what it is. I don't I liked the trailer to solo that had the electric guitar. The uh, oh, it's one of my favorites. The uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um Good times, bad times, riff. That's what I was trying to think of. <laughs> oh, it is true. It is. Oh, shit, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're going to make a just wet sound bite on there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn but, it. But that was really cool. And honestly, I think I could have, like, in that solo movie, I could have seen that working out. But ultimately, that's not what they did. And I think I'm glad for it. Because right. in, in my book, it's sort of all or nothing. You don't have an orchestral score and then suddenly sneak in this one thing. Mm-hmm. It's all got to fit together. 
Totally makes sense. I, I agree with you. I never want to hear modern music, popular music in a Star Wars film or a franchise, but I do love the direction that the new movies are going. And I, I love the direction that the prequels went too. The prequels were drastically different as well. When you, you have a whole choir in the background, we've never heard that in a, in a Star Wars film prior to the prequels, correct, Eric? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's one of the most beautiful pieces of music that Star Wars has. There is a choir in the in the throne room scene in Return of the Jedi. Oh yes, 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 yes. That's true. But but it's different. It's more overtonal. It's not. It's not like that. But now there was electric guitar in. Oh geez, it's in one of the prequel movies. Which one was it? I think it was Attack of the Clones, wasn't it? I think so. But but like it doesn't stick out to me. It wasn't, you know, purple haze or anything. Like right, right. <laughs> but but you know what? So. The Empire Strikes Back is probably my favorite score out of all the movies in the in the saga and the franchise. It's that soundtrack is just ridiculous. The Asteroid Field is one of the best. <laughs> yeah. Well, in the Imperial March Imperial March is fantastic. Yeah, people forget Imperial yeah. March wasn't in Star Wars. Yeah, it, yeah, it definitely wasn't. Yeah. yeah, that movie has some great, great musical moments in it. <sighs> if you want to hear a unique take on the Star Wars scores, and I know I've talked about them before, but check out the band Galactic Empire. Oh, yeah. Because what they do is they do a pretty faithful the instrument breakdown recreation of the songs, but as metal tunes. But they're doing all of the orchestra parts as individual guitar parts. And you realize how, basically how badass John Williams is when you hear this. When you hear the asteroid field in that, dude, it is something else. Wow. Well, thanks for the email, Colton. That was uh, that was awesome, man. I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying Twitter and stay out of that drama. Just stay on that positive lane and don't deviate at all. Yeah, for sure. Like Eric was saying, there's not a lot of news because we're getting so close. So um, next episode should be fun. This can be a lot of predictions from us, but I don't think <laughs> a lot of news. So let's jump into, yeah. Thank you, Eric, for that, by the way. No problem, man. And let's jump into some pop culture breakdown. We don't have much, but we do have another email. And this is from Dylan. He's got a really great idea, by the way. He's going to start a podcast called Movies and Melodies. So it's right up kind of our alley, but they're going to take a movie each week, review it, and take a new album from a musical artist and review it each week. Oh, okay. Really cool. So look for that podcast. It's going to be coming out. Can't wait to listen to that. So uh, Movies and Melodies. By yeah, the way, I he, like that. Yeah, it's a really good idea. I told him it's fantastic. He sent us an email. So uh, he said, hey, Sith listeners. We have a slew of comic book movies and remakes coming up in theaters. Other than these movies, what are you excited for? Personally, I'm super excited for Rocket Man later this year, and I think Taron Egerton will end up with an Oscar nomination. Can't wait to hear your answers. Well, I wrote some down that I'm very excited for. The Irishman, I'm very excited for that one. That's the one with De Niro and Pacino and Keitel. Oh, okay. And, and Joe Pesci's back, and it's Scorsese directing. Old fellas. No, I'm oh, oh, good one! I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mean good to do one, Les. That's good. I did not mean to do it. It's like actually that. really good. That's kudos <laughs> for you, sir. <laughs> yeah. Fellas, well, that one. 
Tolkien. <laughs> I can't wait for Tolkien. Mm-hmm. I really want to see that. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Brightburn, and It Chapter 2. Those are the ones I'm really looking forward to. That's not comic book, superhero kind of sticking fandom. To it, yeah. it is kind of like a reboot, remake, but I that's a separate thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. Brightburn. Brightburn has to be really up there because... Was it usually? I'm not into horror, but something like that looks really fucking interesting. Steve Bannon starting in that, right? No, damn. That's Bright Bart. Bright Bart. Bright Bart. Yeah. Oh, don't Bright, do that. Yeah. You just, brought, you just brought that to our podcast. Yeah. No, but speaking of starring, uh, it has uh, the kid actually playing the bad guy, I guess, Superman's evil alter ego or whatever the hell he is. Yeah. It's the same kid in Ozark, the son. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, and I really oh, like him in that actor. show. Yeah, so when I saw when I saw he was there, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm, I'm already sold. Yeah, great yeah. actor. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, cha- it, chapter two, absolutely, because I got to finish it, you know, seeing the you know the uh, the kids as adults now and stuff like that. That says a lot, because... I know, I know. You don't like the horror. I do not, and I do not. And just recently, the second trailer for the Ted Bundy movie mm-hmm. with Zac I was going to put that one also. Yeah, with Zac Efron on there. It has a really long title, just... Evil, awful person in layman's terms, whatever. That one looks really good. They were going to name it Ted, but it was taken. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm just. I know. know. I know. Yeah. So, yeah. So, probably that, that'll probably round out my top three of not Marvel comic book movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eric just did a thumbs down. Yeah. On <laughs> you did one of these and just. Uh, no. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, so, those would be my, like, my top three. And then I, I agree with all the ones that you had. Absolutely. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Tolkien, absolutely. Yeah. The Irishman, of course. Yeah. What is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? It doesn't. We don't know. We don't really know what it's it is just, yet. We just know it's Tarantino and it's got a great it, it cast. It looked pretty cool. But what's it, happening? So that's all I need. Brightburn, It Chapter Two, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, for sure. I'm also looking forward, forward to seeing and probably possibly taking my mom. To see, uh, what is it called? The Best of Enemies? Best of Enemies. Yes. Yeah, sounds like a great story, actually. I really want to see this. I don't know if it's a comic book movie, but I really want to see Detective Pikachu. You know what? You know, every time I see that trailer, Mm -hmm. it looks legitimately funny. It really does. I When when you guys told me that Pikachu was to be a detective, I was like, what? I was like, this has got to be a joke. It looks funny. And then we all know John Wick Chapter 3. Sorry, guys. Oh, yeah, that's true. You can't forget that. That, too. Mm -hmm. That too. John Wick Chapter Two wasn't that great, man. But it's still awesome to watch. It's still awesome. To watch. Just, just you're just sitting there, your jaws dropped with what he's doing, how he's doing it, and who he's doing it to. Yeah, it's just fucking insane. All right, and and I agree with his uh, take on uh, Rocket Man. Oh, by the way, Rocket Man also. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Taron Ter- Egerton is he looks the part right now. Oh, he's the shit. Yeah, he's he's pulling it off. And also, you know what? Nikki Holt should be looked at too because he did a movie where he was J D. Salinger. I'm not mistaken, who wrote The Catcher in the Rye. And now he's also doing Tolkien. So he's a great actor, too. Yes. And ties in the fandom, being in the X Men franchise. Right. Eric, I'm going to massage this and re ask this question. Other than Star Wars or any comic book film, big fandom movie, blockbuster film, what's one film that will get you out of the house and go to the movie theaters to watch this 2009? 19. 2019, I'm sorry. I'm still living in 2009, so it's appropriate <laughs> phrasing of the question. So, so I honestly, I. man, probably probably Tolkien out of all those, but Rocket Man does look really good. It does the first trailer? I was like, I don't know, man. The second trailer came out, I was like, sold. But yeah, there you go. Really appreciate that, Dylan. I really appreciate it. Good luck on the podcast, and like we always say, we pot it forward as much as we can. So 
anytime you have any questions or anything, please hit any of us up. Just not even me. If you have questions about music, I'm sure Eric would want to um, hear from you and uh, Les and Boo as well. Yeah, man. If you need any technical advice, give me a shout. Just look me up on Twitter, man. I may not be good at content, but man, I'm good at recording stuff. He sure is. I hit him up all the time. Trust me. After 139 episodes, I'm still trying to figure things out, Dylan. So that's all I have to say (laughs) for sure. (laughs) All right. Let's get into some comic book TV movie news. There's a lot of stuff that just happened this week. Some big stuff. We have an On the Throne with King Tom. Awesome. And we dive into some... uh, some Endgame, I believe. Let's do On the Throne with King Tom. Gentlemen, the King! Hey there, Sith listeners and Sith listeners. So like everyone else out there, yesterday I had quite an ordeal trying to get tickets to see Avengers Endgame. After a few hours of non-responsive apps and websites, I ended up getting my tickets in person at the theater during my lunch hour. What? Just because I wanted to get tickets in the theater I wanted to see. And, you know, following up from last week or a few weeks ago, I'm going with the IMAX option. The big theater. But I just realized that by the time this episode airs, Avengers Endgame will be in the theater in less than three weeks, which is pretty incredible, considering that many of us will have our mental energies devoted to celebration for a week or a few days, which will make that three weeks seem like a lot less. And even though we're three weeks out, I think we're pretty close to knowing all that we are going to know. Disney slash Marvel is doing a really good job of keeping things close to the vest, so I don't think we're going to find out anything else about the movie, and, and I'm good with that because it's going to be a big, huge movie. But I am wondering if there are any surprises that we'll see in Endgame. You know, they they like to tie everything together, and I'm sure this will tie together the whole last 10 years of Marvel movies. I would also like to think, and maybe this is me hoping, that they'll lay the ground for for the next phase of the MCU. What do you guys think we will see surprise-wise or cameo-wise in Endgame? I mean, for me, yesterday, it was looking like the biggest surprise would would be that I would be in the theater opening night. But now that (laughs) tickets are scored and my mind is a little bit at ease, I'm thinking we might see a few seconds of Shang-Chi, Master of Kung Fu. That would be my bet, just because it would be a nice surprise to people who are paying attention. But I'm curious as to, you know, finding out what you guys think or hope. I mean, X-Men would be great. Deadpool would be great. I just don't think the timing works on that. Anyway, thanks for listening, and I will talk with you guys later. Thank you, my man. Thank you, King Tom. That's a great one. And we're going to dive into the new trailer that just came out in right after this, uh, answering this question. I'll go real quick. Real, I, I think we are going to see a surprise. I'm First of all, I'm glad you got your tickets. We got our tickets, too. And let me tell you, I had a choice between getting recliner chairs in a 10-seat, 15-seat theater or sit in a regular chair with about 250 people, and I picked the fucking regular chair. So what sorry, boo. Fuck? Come on. Sorry, Les. You fucked up. Well, I don't like the reclining chair. I don't man. either. I'm good, man. Thank either. you for doing fuck that. Fuck both of you. Why do I have to be punished? Because you guys can't fucking stay because away. Because you you're outvoted, bro. Because you Thank didn't you. look them up yourself and Ain't buy the tickets. I did. Bitch. Uh, but also, I want to be in an area where there's tons of people. Maybe look at the map for the, the reserved seats. There's literally 12 chairs. Like, there's yeah. more chairs in the game That's room here yeah. than there is in the fucking movie theater. So, okay, that's beside the point. But 
I, I, what I want to see, and I think is going to happen, we're going to see something f- from the Fox franchise, f- from the um, Fox-owned franchise. We're going to see something X-Men, or we're going to see like Deadpool, or something. We're going to see something like that at the very, very, very end. I'm fucking hoping for it. I think they were already ready for it, and I think they're going to add it. I'm crossing my fingers. I think it's going to happen. Yeah, I just, I just started thinking right now. You got me going. I, I really it would be extremely exciting for them. Cause if I'm not mistaken, Michael Douglas is in in game, right? I'm sure. Well, Dr. He, Hank Pym. well, he's, he's dusted. No, no but when they right? go back in time, when they go back oh, in time, yeah, Hank yeah. Pym is so yeah, all, York, yeah. all it would be to, to put icing on the cake. It's Danny is, DeVito from Romancing Stone. And they just reenact that. Jeez. Ah, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, <I'm> sorry. <laughs> No, it would be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It is gator boots. That's late. This is alligator boots. Uh, no, it's for them to be like, Dr. Pim, can you help with this? He's all, maybe I can call Richards. Oh, yeah, there you go. Do you see? Maybe I can call Reed Richards. Oh, you just want a verbal thing. That's like they did in Shazam. All I want is. Hey, 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 don't spoil Shazam. The little tiny. It's coming out this weekend. That's all it takes. It doesn't need to be a cameo of any kind. Okay. Just names. Okay. Like, like, you know, multiple. I think you're going to see, I'm telling you, I think we're going to hear or just see drop something. a name, like get Richards on the phone. And it's like, oh, hell yeah. Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. I'm done. I'm good. What do you think, boo? Uh, I don't think anything of like, uh, like a future kind of thing. I, you know, I'm, I'm the one who pushes for, I need progress and progress mm-hmm. and progress. Show me something in the future. I don't want that. I don't want oh, that. You don't want to. I want this to be literally end game. Mm. This is the end of an, of a decade of an era right here end it that's it um but as far as like surprises i don't know i'm i'm going to be fully surprised of what happens and how it happens and who dies and things like that but i think of anything really gargantuan as far as a surprise i don't i don't think so i think the whole entire movie and how it plays out will be the surprise but as far as anything pinpointing as that is the surprise i don't think so and i'd and i'd be okay if they didn't push anything because that's what um was it uh not not homecoming far from home is for that's going to be the next that's for the progress okay. right there all right yeah so i'm actually opposite of you guys i'm going to be surprised if i don't piss my pants in three hours and five minutes oh yeah well, like like less than i'll be yeah i'll, I'll wear a yeah, catheter or fucking depends, depends yeah it's gonna get some bags mr so. struthers you think there's going to be anything surprise-wise? you think they're going to mix in some Fox franchise kind of thing? Do you think verbally you're going to hear anything? Are we going to get an, a future phase kind of moment at the end, like a passing of the torch? I suspect there will be some sort of passing of the torch, but it's, I, I, I don't know. I don't think we're going to have some major earth-shaking thing. I do like the notion of just casually mentioning somebody like Reed Richards. I think that's a cool idea. Yeah, and if they, they were going to do something like that, that's exactly how they should do it, I think. Right. And I think it'd be really easy to go back and just change some stuff. And yeah, no, post- it's have a, what is this? A Thunderbolt Ross. Who's the actor that plays him? John Hurt? William Hurt. Yeah. He just goes, hey, we're already going we're, we're gonna to call Richards on this, too. It's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Okay. That's it. That's all yeah. you need. Fuck that's Thunderbolt Ross. All right. He's a prick. Yeah, he's but a dick. Still, he's a great actor. But yeah, still, he's a fantastic actor. He was there for the beginning. And oh, that's, fuck him. He was great in the big chill. Uh, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> fuck that guy. Thanks, King Tom. We really appreciate. <laughs> we really appreciate the question, my man. And we'll see you next week, buddy. There's a new Endgame trailer. I wanted to play it because it was pretty epic, and it says a lot of things in it. Mm-hmm. It's it a lot of tells in it. 
And I was like, we thought we were done with this. I thought we were done with the fucking trailers, but they came out with one. So we're going to play the Endgame trailer. You do know that every single time that I get this thing going and send you guys a link, I'm always tempted to put my Bon Jovi Taylor Swift mashup <laughs> video in there. <laughs> be like, All right, is everybody ready? No. Here we go. Oh. That would be awesome. That's actually good. Here we go. If we do this, we'd be going in shorthanded. Yeah, you mean because he killed all our friends? We owe this to everyone who's not in this room to try. It's not about how much we lost. It's about how much we have left. That's the first time we've seen Pepper. We gotta finish this. You trust me? I do. Reunite right there, right? Captain America yes. and Iron Man. You could not live with your own failure. First time we hear Thanos. Mm-hmm. Where did that bring you? Back to me. This last scene. They're, they're wow. going to him before New okay, York. Okay, so time out. So that, so that was the trailer. We just watched that. So my time out is that last scene. Mm-hmm. Is that pretty much telling us exactly how this plot is going down? So explain what the last scene was. Boo. There's, there's been a lot of ske- uh, speculation with the time travel, what they're going to do and stuff like that. I was to give a credit where credit is, is due. What I'm about to explain, I saw on, on, on a YouTube channel called Comic Book Ex- Explain. Or oh, Comics yeah. Explain. Comics Explain. Yeah, they're yeah. good. They're, they're good. Really they're good. Really great, good. great channel. Yes. Mm-hmm. 100% subscribe. Fantastic shit. He's, he's just spitballing ideas. I think he broke it down. So if you don't want to get spoiled, because I'm pretty sure this is what the fuck's going to happen. I'm going to give you a spoiler alert right now because I think there's a very All right, let's good play chance. the spoiler alert. Yes, please. All right, go ahead. So what they're going to do now that Captain Marvel is part of their team, they're going to get essentially revenge, justice, whatever you want to call it, you know, the reckoning, whatever. They're going to go to Thanos. They're going to go to him on Titan 2 or something like that, and they're going to defeat him. They're going to win. But... The issue with that is, and this would be the first half of the movie, everybody's still dusted. What has happened has already happened. The decimation has still occurred. Mm. This is where the time travel comes into play. Okay. As the second half, so what What? Uh, what Tony Stark, used, uh, not in the trailer, but you see him say, we win, but we've still lost. How do you get everybody back? That's where the time travel comes in. So what they're going to do is essentially go back to the Battle of New York with the Chitari and Loki there. Because at that point in time, there are three uh, Infinity Stones in one city. There's the there's the Time Stone, the the one that's in the Tesseract, and then uh, I, f- I forgot what the third one is there. Uh, so what they're going to essentially do... It's the Mind Stone. The Mind Stone. Right? They're going to try yeah. and intercept those three stones so Thanos can't get them. That's where the time travel comes in. And they're going to stop him from doing the decimation from doing the snap. So you're saying that they are going to go kick some ass first. Yes. Then time travel back. Yes. Yes. And then, and then eventually. But then in Titan 2 look very similar it to might, where the snap, not the snap occurred, but it might, where he it, killed off Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. It might also be Avengers headquarters. That's the switch. They might go to Titan 2 or Thanos might be coming to Avengers headquarters in up, upstate New York. Uh, from what it looked like, 
they go up into the black the invasion portal. That's what yes. I'm thinking. Yeah, at the Battle of New York, they go up there to the main oh. Chitauri mm-hmm. mothership. Yeah, and then go to where uh, Thanos and Loki are at the end of Avengers. Mm-hmm. Remember the post credit scene? Yes, they have Thanos, to the twice. Chitauri, and Loki, the the Chitauri uh, Grandmaster, whoever it is. They're all standing there, and we see Thanos in full body armor, like full battle armor, way back when this whole thing started. So I'm guessing by seeing that, they go there. They just say, while the Battle of New York is happening, and the Avengers are fighting down there, we're going straight up there. Okay. And then so while Captain America, the OG Avengers are down there doing their thing, they go through that portal. And then go straight to the mothership. And then take Thanos out on spot. Yeah, they take him out. Get one of the stones from him, which is, I think, the power stone he has. Yeah, because yeah, he already has a stone. Yeah, at that so point. So he has a power stone, the Tesseract, and... Oh, no, that, that would make four stones. Yeah, no, three. he's still tremendously powerful. No, because that would be... He has the power stone from Guardians. Yes. Strange yeah, has yeah, the Eye of Agamotto, Nova, but yes. he's, like, out of there. Yes. And then the Tesseract is the one they're fighting for, and then mm-hmm. the Mind Stone is somewhere on Earth before Ultron gets it to yes. make vision. Exactly. See, see, because that's... Because they have to essentially beat him twice. Yes. Because they have to stop him from doing the snap. If anything at all, they would save the Avengers that are down, still fighting in New York, who are oblivious to what the hell is going to happen in the next few years. They have to at least save them okay. from what that's going to so happen. So at, at the end game, we're going back to that, pres- that, that time? That, at that central point at the Battle of New York is the beginning of Endgame, essentially. That's where the end game begins because you because know when, Thanos when, starts off without having everything. Right, made. right. No, I get that part. By, I'm saying by goes, the end of this myself. film, are we ending this film during the Battle of the New York? Yes. Because if that's, that's the case, in theory, yes. If that's the case. Peter Parker is how old? Four? No, no, no. Peter no, he, Parker's well. He's not Peter Parker, or he's not Spider Man. He's just yeah, Peter he Parker. is. No, he's been Spider Man the whole time. Because remember, Homecoming, Vol- uh, Vulture is cleaning up. He's salvaging. That's true. The after point. Battle New York, he's cleaning his company's oh, cleaning correct. up. But but how long has he been a criminal at that? Then point? by the time you get to Peter Parker, he's been a criminal for maybe about five six years. Okay, so yeah. Parker's sixteen, mm-hmm. fifteen, sixteen. One thing I want to point out when every time you guys say Chitori, Chitari, Chitari, I want to say I'm um, fine, thank you in Farsi because in Farsi Chitori it means how are you doing. That's <laughs> funny. So every time you say it, I want to just like out loud say I'm fine, I'm good, uh, thanks. I'm how good. are you? Doing? All right, Chitori Koshkesh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to. Oh, I didn't say that. That's the wrong word. I didn't want to say uh, that. Not the right word to use. Uh, Okay, you need to, like, uh, (laughs) we do have any Persian Farsi listeners. Uh, Raj taught me everything I I know. Yikes. Syphilis taught me all the words I know. Oh, my God. I apologize. And I apologize for for his mentorship. Oh, Lord. His foul mentorship. Thank God my mom doesn't listen to this podcast. That'd be hilarious if she did. Oh, she'd kill me. All right. Okay. So, what did you think? Eric, what did you think about this? Your first time seeing this endgame trailer? It is, yeah. It's too much revealed, or is it just about right for you? Honestly, it's just about right. Okay. Because one of the things that, you know, they've even admitted, they, they, there's a history of just showing stuff that's not really, it, things are not as they seem. Especially them. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. They could have just completely thrown us off. Because originally, the Russo brothers said that we're only going to show you f- of clips from the first 15 minutes of the yeah, film. Yeah, 15, 20 minutes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you're right, Eric. That would be interesting. Get your tickets, guys. I broke the godforsaken internet yesterday. Yeah, was it AMC's website crashed? I think Fandango crashed. Right. Yeah. I what? went I went on to look for tickets. There wasn't a lot of tickets left. 
that was yesterday. Mm-hmm. I was like, crap, we're screwed. Went on today. I've noticed that every theater added about 30 more viewings. Well, but what they every did is the kicked out every other movie that's yeah. going to be in existence well, yeah, at that point. screens time. are going to be showing. Every it. single yeah. screen. So yeah. we definitely got our tickets. So yeah. we're still going to definitely be what able was to watch night. What they beat the 24-hour mark in like 60 minutes and then beat the world world record of 24 hours and six hours of any yeah. movie. Yeah, right. Exactly. Insane. insane. Exactly. All right, before we go into the next trailer, which is a big one for us, because we've been talking about this film since the day they announced it, we're gonna, Les is going to read an email from The Whim, who has uh, graced us with his presence via the World Wide Web. Hey, guys. Looking forward to seeing you next week at Celebration. Oh, since my gosh. All... The Whim. Wait, time out here. Yes. Hey, the Whim is. That? I forgot that The Whim yeah. is going to Celebration. Yes. Ooh, we'll see him. Fantastic, Whim. Oh, man, I'm ex- this pumps me up. Okay, I'm Since we're all excited about that, I'll keep it brief. And, of course, I'll keep it DC. Mm, of course. Zack Snyder recently came out and said that he had completed his director's cut of Justice League. It's just up to Warner Brothers whether or not they would release it. Now, I stand in contrast to most common opinions, as I was in favor of DC sticking to the polar opposite of what Marvel was bringing to the table by keeping the stories dark and not trying to make a comedy like Thor did. I assume WB, Warner Brothers, would have to invest some serious money into releasing this, as I assume it would require a fair amount of special effects work to make a releasable product. In the same interview, Snyder also defended his portrayal of Batman killing people in BVS and Superman allowing the collateral damage in Man of Steel, inferring that this would be the way the characters would truly exist in today's world. Harken back, because I'm old, but in the early 90s, I'd read the novelization of The Death of Superman because I'm not really a comic book reader. But at Superman's funeral procession, Batman chooses not to kill a terrorist because he's respecting Superman's philosophy at his funeral. We are talking about a character who is a vigilante from trauma as a kid when his parents were murdered right in front of him. He's just as psychologically fucked up as the villains he's trying to defeat. That's what really intrigues me about the character and why he's the best superhero. So what's your thoughts on the Snyder Cuts and his interpretation of Batman and Superman? See you guys soon. Wim. Thank you, Les, for reading that. Uh, thank you, Wim, for sending that. It's a great email. Yeah, I would 100% agree with you, Wim. This might be the first time that huh. I do. But I think that we should see the Snyder Cut. And I love Batman because of the exact reasons you said, that he is as fucked up as his villains. And he's always struggling with that. And I love – I'm not a Snyder fan, but I love what his take is recently when he's getting shit for – people are coming at him saying, I can't believe you had Batman kill somebody. And he's like pretty much wake up people. Of course, he's going to fucking kill somebody. If it comes down to it, he's he's just a vigilante. He's had a fucked up upbringing. You guys need to deal with it. It's fucking the world. That's how it is. No, and and in the the stories, it's always a point of contention. So that's why him and that's why they have the Red Hood. That's why they have Jason Todd, who's like, I'm just going to fucking kill people. I could give a shit. I'm going to do it. It's, It's either us or them. And it's always Batman going in almost everyone in the Bat family at some point or another, is like, we'll just do it. And it, it kind of relieves, you know, relieves Batman from doing yeah. that. But ultimately, yeah, he screwed up, man. You saw somebody get murdered, especially your parents. Right. As I mean, a kid, yeah, as a alone. kid, it, mm-hmm. come on. You, you'd have to have moments where he does that. And in truth, when we're watching Man of Steel and Zod and Superman are fighting, and the Earth is being terraformed by a gigantic alien spacecraft. People are dying. 
It's right. not like it's Thousands. just some walk in the park. And people like, are dying because oh, of their yeah. actions and Superman's actions as well. Yeah. So when he's flash fighting and, <laughs> and getting tossed through buildings and they're falling, buildings are knocking, getting knocked over. Someone's dead. Like, come on. There, there's no way that we're just going to dust off and be right. like, oh, man. Wow. Glad I made it through that, dude. And those, dude, and those films that? were criticized because of that, by the way. Understood. But yes, if that were the case, it's not like Superman said, hey, let's go fight in the middle of Kansas where there's almost nothing. Like, let's take this fight to the plains. It goes down like it's going to yeah. go down, which brings me to why that was one of the stories. That's why a story like Kingdom Come, a, a graphic novel, is such a big deal because that's what it it addressed. I think if they just wrap it up and roll it into a DVD, I'm okay with that. That's what I, well, I think, or the I DC think that's what streaming, wants, so not streaming, yeah. so much. Yeah, I don't think they're going to release it. Releasing yeah. it in, no. t- in theaters because you're going to start a shitstorm. It's already tough. Zack Snyder's been like, I could give a rip. Yeah. People are fucking with me. Like, whatever. It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It sucks. Yeah, but I, I don't mind watching it. No, I don't mind either. It'd be probably pretty cool to watch, too. Eric, what do you think about this, about superheroes such as Batman or Superman being able to actually kill on screen here's the deal and i think you have to face the reality if you can't be a vigilante like batman is and with vigilante justice and fight the type of crime he fights in the manner that he fights it and not kill people that's That's just part of how it goes and i mean if it helps you sleep at night to not have to see it then okay but you're sort of missing the point it's it's the dark night, and it's not just right. dark because he dresses in black. It's because his psyche is damaged. That's right, and that, that's that's how it goes. And it if if you want to make that story as realistic as possible, it, I think that's you're going to have to face facts. And it, I guess you can sugarcoat it and not show it, but a thinking person would realize that, that this is occurring. Maybe we're, you're just not prepared to see it, but exactly. you have to understand that it is happening. Yeah. You know, you're right. And then, and then man of steel, when Superman actually did the snap of the neck, remember that part? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. That, that was very emotional for not just, just to watch him do right. that. Yeah. And no, I give was, big balls for them to, to actually have that occur or in, and then pull that off. Or in BVS when the guys like got Martha Kent and he's like, I'll kill her. And then Batman's like, blah, and I believe you. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he blows him away right, and he's right. like, I believe you. And it's mm-hmm. like, he's seen it too many times. Yeah. Right. He's seen people die too many times. You got to just, you got it on that alone. You got to go, okay, this, this is okay. Yeah. No. And, and we're going back to BVS. You actually see people shoot at Batman. He gets shot multiple times. You know, he has his armor, so it deflects. Yeah, they're and trying to kill him? Yeah, he gets, uh, I'm pretty sure he gets stabbed and stuff like that. So it already upped the ante. It already upped the ante of what he's going against. People aren't just missing or, you know, you know, trying to trying to whoop his ass or anything. They're trying to kill the motherfucker. Right. They're trying to end him. You know, same thing with the Man of Steel. Thousands of people are dying. Mm-hmm. That's, it is a disaster. But that's, if you want to see superheroes be in a real light that's what's going to go on these these are gods being tossed around tossing each other around so absolutely mm-hmm. people are going to die there's going to be billions of dollars in damage people are going to be dead so yeah well, so, it's like a hurricane and or a cyclone it, and like it, dropping and if out they of don't nowhere. do this it's not realistic it looks juvenile it looks yeah, juvenile exactly. it looks like a joke yeah and and they and they wanted to push this different idea mm-hmm. of these are these are darker times these are darker superheroes dark and gritty and darker films and, yeah darker films and this is what happens this is the price you pay and it and it's and it makes it for a better movie yeah. and it makes it for more realistic and you you know that he doesn't want to do it but 
fuck, he has to. And it pushes the idea of maybe Batman didn't kill people at the start. Right. But now he's learned, I have to. Superman learned, I have to. It's either this entire family or I snap this one bad guy's neck. It's, you know, the, what is the need of the many outweigh the need of the few. He's going to have to live with that. But he knows what he did was right. You and can, uh, and nobody, can, nobody can tell him that he was wrong. Yeah, you can look at some of the Marvel movies and you see, we're not even bringing it up, but like the Battle of New York. Oh. The, the first Avengers movie. There's some dead. There's some people that are dead. Oh, absolutely. Like Wachovia. Flat out. Wakovia got Sokovia. Sokovia is gone. Sokovia is a bank. At least they addressed <laughs> those things. Like, they at least addressed those things. That's how we were able to build the story for Civil War. Exactly. You see the bomb and goes go, off and there's dead people. Hello, yeah. You right. killed some people. The Hulk kills people. Mm-hmm. Like, right. it's happening. It, gradually, if we look at some of the Marvel movies, a lot of their fights now are not in populated areas. Like the major stuff you've mm-hmm. noticed mm-hmm. in space. Mm-hmm. You've yeah. noticed like it's on the helicarrier. People are dying there or, too. You know, the airport where there's nobody, nobody there. Like, yeah. All right, we're gonna do these epic battles with Giant Man walking around. Yeah, it's yeah, they've they've found a way to navigate and curtail ma- yeah. maneuver through those things. All right, so great segue. We're gonna end the podcast this week talking about the Joker trailer. And I have some thoughts that I'd like to get off my chest about the Joker. So let's watch the Joker. Have you seen this, Eric, yet? No, sir. Oh, great. So I like to watch uh, Lorena watched it right before we started podcasting. She's like it looks amazing. I was very interested in her take on it, but she's not a, a geek. <laughs> she's that's looking at the actual film. Yeah, that's helpful. Yeah. Here we go. Arthur, does it help to have someone to talk to? My mother always tells me to smile and put on a hat. He's lost face. a lot of weight. Mm hmm. She told me I had a purpose to bring laughter and joy to the world. Is it just me? Or is it getting crazier out there? Great song. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Durante. Even though it's breaking When there are clouds In the sky You'll get by what? If you smile <laughs> To your fear and sorrow Smile And maybe tomorrow you <laughs> What's so funny? Just Gotham is Thomas Dwayne right there. What kind of coward would do something that cold-blooded? Someone who hides behind a mask. I used to think that. My life was a tragedy. But now I realize it's a comedy.
you just smile. All right. I'm in October. So there you have it. There is your first look at the trailer for Joker. And before I get your opinions, I just want to ask, not knowing that this was a Joker movie, let's just say it was a regular movie, uh, and not having such a negative attitude towards it. <clears throat> what did you think about the trailer itself? Les, you go first. It was creepy. Looked like it was going to be like some kind of suspense or horror movie, and I'm all good with that. Looked really cool that way. If the Joker didn't exist as a Batman villain and this was just it, then I would go see. Then I'm I'd be all pumped for this movie for sure. Yeah, no, I I agree with Les. Uh, if I didn't know if this was just a brand new story and stuff like that, it looks really interesting. I'd really be wondering what the hell is going on. Mm-hmm. So I, I I would be game even if it I didn't know that it was a DC movie at all or anything like that. Okay. So yeah, so I I would be interested still. Absolutely, maybe even more so. Okay. I think it looks super cool. Just to, it's the creepiness, the weirdness, the just the shot composition. The, yeah, it's, yeah, it looks it, really good. It, yeah, I think it looks great. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I get a, uh, I, I get a seven too. vibe. A se- oh, like a seven vibe. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hear the film seven. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I like the fact that they're going through with the mental illness, psychosis kind of thing with him. You know, if you read, I, I paused where he's writing down on a notepad, mm-hmm. and he has this like really crazy quote about the worst part of being mentally ill is that people just think you can just be normal. And then you see him like you see it scratched and you see some other gibberish and he's writing jokes because he wants to be a standup. So there were some cool takes on this thing, which I really liked, which was they're incorporating elements from killing joke, but not fully going diving into the killing joke. You know what I mean? The standup comedy part kind of him just being nuts. Well, he's always nuts. The Joker's always nuts. We always, we all know that. But the criminal aspect of it, too, the robbery criminal kind of aspect to it that they do in The Killing Joke, you know how he gets kind of trapped into that? Mm-hmm. I, I just think it looks great. And I think Joaquin Phoenix is one of the great actors of our generation and underrated. And he's, he's amazing. And the, he is creepy. And it, I think it's going to work. And I think it's going to be great. And this is a one-off. Yes, he's, this is it. He said he's not doing any more. He said he's, he, does, he has, doesn't want to do any more. He allegedly was supposed to be Dr. Strange. And they asked him to sign a three or four movie deal, and he said no. He didn't want to get stuck doing it. It it it, it fits his his uh you know his uh his whole deal. Yeah, I get yeah. it. So I'm very excited about this. I've been excited about this since day one. But here's where Les and I had a debate, and I want to get your take, Eric and Boo. What I don't understand is why we're so hypocritical when it comes to gatekeeping. When Star Wars fans do it. We jump all over their shit like crazy. How dare you be a gatekeeper? How dare you say Ryan Johnson can't take Luke Skywalker and do whatever the fuck he wants with him as long as he does a good job and it looks, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we accept it. So why is it okay for us to gatekeep with this film? I've heard nothing but we don't need to know his story, which interesting enough, we know his story. One of the greatest graphic novels in the history of graphic novels, Killing Joke. Mm-hmm gives us a background of the Joker, right? Complete background of the Joker. Yeah. So why is this such a big deal? Like, I I don't understand. And a lot of the people that are against gatekeeping for other fandoms are for it for comic book villains and superheroes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why is there such a hypocrisy in in that? I'm not sure, man. I, I really can't pin that down. That's a great question. 
typically you think it's everybody has their pet thing. Right. The pet thing that they'll give a pass to. But but in the same token, everybody has that one thing that under no circumstances, regardless of the logic or rationale put toward that, that they're the, it's an instant brick wall and there's just no explaining it. I don't, I don't know why. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like Vader is one of the greatest villains in the history of film, right? Did the, we the need greatest, to, let's be honest. The greatest. Come on. Yeah. Did we need to know about Vader's origin story? Like to the detail that we got. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you're saying we don't need it for the Joker, why would we need it for Vader? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I didn't hear anybody complain about that when when the prequels came out. Yeah, everybody was so excited to get a Star Wars movie. Fuck, they could talk about anything. What is the difference? That's what I'm trying to get at. Well, it's it's kind of interesting. It's kind of interesting because it's it's a odd twist because comic books change all the time. People's backstories, where people get their powers, all this stuff. You know, uh, you know the the reason why this guy's this way. Oh, but you know, we're we're just gonna redo it and be like, no, 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 no. He was the original guy. That's not his kid. He is the guy. You right. know that kind of thing. So just weird shit goes on all the time. Yeah, all the time. So it's odd for people to say, no, this can't happen. Well, why not? Yeah. And people know that this is a separate story. This is something that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. This could be if you want to make you know people happy. There's multiple universes mm-hmm. in both you know Marvel and DC. Multiple, you just put in a different universe. Who cares? Who gives a shit? Right. You know, so yeah, so the the idea, I don't know why. I really don't know why. I'm, I'm you know, just like, uh, what is it? Kevin Smith said, soak it all in. Yeah. All of it. Make anything you want. I'll go see it. I don't care. Just make <laughs> anything. Just make it and I want to see it. If it looks interesting, I'm game. That kind of thing. People should just be happy and clamoring for all of this. So the gatekeeping... Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe Strathers is right where people just have their their thing, their niche, their, you know, baby, don't touch that kind of thing. You know, everybody's got their collection. Oh, you can hold these. You can't touch that one. I don't know. People have some sort of an attachment. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, guess that's it. I mean, I, we and Les got into this whole thing. And, and well, before we get into Les's, Kevin Smith actually puts, this joke is killing, exclamation point. Love the tone and feel of this trailer. Can't believe we get to see the cinematic fall and rise of the clown prince of crime and that little boy behind the gates who makes him smile. That's, by the way, as that's Bruce. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that kid might see a very dark night one day. So he's very excited about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, Les, on you before we end this podcast, the comic book guru. Huh. Well, see, the difference is what I tried to tell you earlier. This isn't changing of the Joker. This isn't a recreation or a different direction. This is just a Joker story. This hopefully will not uh, set the tone for what we get for future Joker appearances. You know what I mean? This is a one shot. It's done. It's just like the killing joke, which was a one shot. It was never truly supposed to be like, this is the Joker story. Like it, was just done and it's obviously it has an impact that's great if i'm not mistaken lucas had the first two three movies he wanted to do those first right well he he said he had them but who i'm sure he had the synopsis of what was going to go down okay right so, Eric, right Eric? and george r. r martin said he was going to finish the, the well, but george r. r r martin didn't you know what i mean but he didn't give us winds of winter first and then go oh yeah here are the other ones let's knock it out in order the story really flip-flops on that I think that I don't think we'll ever really uh, know for sure what George did and didn't have. 
Right. Because he's he's actually changed his story on that a handful yeah. of times. That's true. That's true. So so what I'm what my point ultimately what I'll make my point is is for the Joker, there's occasionally three types. There's the anarchist, there's the comedian, and then there's the agent of chaos. Uh we've gotten different versions of them. And that's, I think, where everybody's like, we don't really need an origin or a standalone. It just feels, it's it's almost like how Venom, when Venom came out, it was like, oh God, here we go. You can't have Venom without Spider-Man. And everybody was bitching and moaning. That's what I'm saying. Remember that whole thing? Because it's almost like, does everybody really eat peanut butter sandwiches? You know what I mean? It's peanut butter and jelly. I eat peanut butter sandwiches. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. What jelly? What jelly? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, that's the point. It turns into, now, has it, has people been getting vicious? Yeah, I, that we, ca- I cannot control. Right. And none of us can control. People are just fanatical and weird when it comes to those kinds of things. Thank God that I get to podcast with you three gentlemen and we're not crazy unless, I don't know. Just, and then if I don't know that, I don't know that. That's great. But there are people <laughs> out there that that's, you know what I mean? They get nuts about things. I personally didn't think we should have a Joker uh, standalone film, but after seeing trailers and seeing things, yeah, it'd be cool because I get a certain, and maybe we can talk about it some other time, but for me, what it gives me is, uh, so in anime, when you watch anime, a lot of times what they do really well in anime shows is make you feel the villain's perspective. Mm-hmm. And they show how shitty the villain like their life was and why they are who they are and you're like oh yeah, god i fucking feel for that person exactly. god damn now that's, i know why he's saying. who he is and who she is and what's going on here and you kind of get little feels or an attachment so i can understand them building this and you're just gonna be going damn it man this dude no wonder he wants to just that's right make everybody smile by poisoning them to death great so right, yeah. and, in, and when you read the Killing Joke, you feel that as well. Well, you see what he goes through when he loses his wife, right? Correct, and he gets punked constantly. He's getting punked by those by those gangsters. Uh, yeah, he's a he's a, a a noob. Yeah, he's a noob. He doesn't know what and he's doing. Just and like he, yeah, and you stand there, and when the police to, show up, you're right. going to take the rap for it. Exactly. And, hey, hold this bag full of. So you you feel this, it at the yeah. end, and mm-hmm. I get the whole mystery part of it too. I like that as well. Mm-hmm. Like the Christopher Nolan's Joker. Heath Ledger's Joker, I love the fact that we don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. And it works great. It does, yeah. But I think this is going to work too. Mm-hmm. And I love the reaction on all over social media was, all, I've read a bunch of things. I did not want to see this movie at all. I was not excited about it, but this trailer's really flipped me. And, like, I'm really pumped up about it. Yeah, and, and the fantastic thing is that it seems like, you know, Christopher Nolan's Batman was very real-ish. The realest Batman we've ever seen. Yeah. This seems like it could be even more realistic. Maybe there is no Batman. Maybe there is no, you know, the Joker's not going to blow up Gotham, like Les said. He's not going to kill 400 people. He's not going to, you know, poison Gotham or everybody. The water system's all fucked up. No, no, no. But he's going to cause anarchy. He's going to murder three people on, the, on, a, on a train. The city's going to be in pieces. People are going to remember this guy. You know, he's, he's not going to do something... Holy crap, huge, but he's going to instill fear throughout an entire city. It'd be a massive manhunt for this one man. Oh, what does he look like? He wears a clown mask. He's terrifying. Yeah, and everybody he's, else is wearing clown masks. Exactly. He 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 uh he creates a a feeling of not just unrest, but of panic by doing very small things. Probably not small things, but in the grand scheme, very, you know, minuscule things. Right. And that's and that's what it's 
cool because this is what would actually happen. Somebody's not going to blow up an entire building. No, that doesn't fucking happen. What what will happen? He's going to kill a few people here, do something awful there. Something bad's going to happen over yeah, there. Yeah, make it more realistic. Make it more realistic, and it's going to be just, this could happen. Somebody mm-hmm. could just fucking lose it. And we're going to see why he lost it. Exactly. And dive into his mental illness and Absolutely. why he got to where he's at. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. So I'm sure people will add us and be upset. But hopefully it pays off. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it does. And also, real quick, that's just fandom. It sucks, but... Yeah, Gatekeeping does. is, I've even been guilty of it back in the day when I'd be like, <laughs> if you never read a comic, what's the hell you liking the fucking movies That's for? The worst. And I'll the, admit it. Yeah, I was a jackass because I felt like I had an ownership. You know what I mean? I had invested in it and there's a difference. That's what I, I mean, I would say there's a difference, but if you still come off like a jackass, you're still a jackass. I was guilty of it. I've changed a lot. But I used to feel, like I said, I felt invested. I felt like, you know what? I read all the comics. I was the guy with comics. I got detentions for standing up for myself, for reading comics, you know, in, in class. After I'm done with everything, I'm like, are you fucking reading that shit? And I got in a couple fights, you know what I mean, over that. For me, I used to be that guy. But my experience is different. And people just need to chill when it comes to that. I have your opinion, but you don't need to be forceful. Great way to end the podcast. Yeah, huh? That's nice. 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 That's nice. That's good. Good job. That's not what he said earlier today. I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, it was very forceful. <laughs> very forceful. And, and he was yelling in my <laughs> office. Telling. And he was gatekeeping like a son of a oh, bitch. Oh, you were calling me that, doucher. Because you were. Oh, no, but, I wasn't, what, what, dude. Let's, let's, hang on. let's not do that. Well, you. this has been a great episode. And thank you for listening to episode number 139 of The Sith List. Les, we'll start with you. Where can people find you gatekeeping on Twitter? Actually, I, I'm so scared to gatekeep on Twitter, man. I've seen oh, the I fucking way trust. people get torn <laughs> yeah. to bits. I'm just at less is more 78, and I'm a good guy. <laughs> I'm a good guy. Boo, where can people find you? At the Sith list, boo. Mr. Strothers, where can people find you? At Eric Strothers. And you can find me at the Sith list. Thank you for listening to us. We really appreciate it. We are so close for all four of us being in one same room I could together. It. I can taste it. I can feel it and taste it. Mm. But we'll record some stuff while we're there, and we're going to put it out later on when we get back. But listen to us next week on episode number 140 of The Sith List.
I'll tell you all the story about the jumper and the thief, sir. Who's all about the